Welcome, everyone, to Season 3, Episode 78 of the Premier Pod. I'm your host, Yash Pika, joined by my co-host, Tyler Chan. Obviously, in this episode, we are recording it on the day Liverpool have officially clinched the Premier League title. We had a game plan and outline ready for you guys for some other topics. However, all, all of that has been thrown into the trash can because literally Liverpool have won the first Premier League title in their club history. I mean, that's crazy. Tyler, let's. We need to hear go. your reaction. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so hyped. I I just had to jump straight in. I'm just. It was an incredible moment to really live through because it's. It was just raw. Thirty was, years. I know thirty. I mean, obviously, I'm not thirty. I'm like twenty three, <laughs> but it's it's pretty close. But uh, it was a pretty surreal moment because it just kind of popped up. Like no one was really thinking about it. Like literally just like a few days ago until now. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's happening. Today's the day. Today it's happening. Y'all, it's it's go time. So like literally yesterday, Liverpool played Crystal Palace and won 4-0. And everything was set. Everything was set for this Chelsea versus Man City game today. Where if Man City doesn't get the win, then Liverpool clinched the title. So... Everyone kind of marked their calendars that were Liverpool fans, at least for this occasion at at least Eastern Standard Time. It was going to be 315. So I had a meeting during the first half of the game. So I was just I had the game low key on on the side during this meeting. But, (laughs) you know, there are certain times when once, you know, Pulisic scored the first opening goal for Chelsea to put Chelsea ahead. I was going off. But I couldn't really go too crazy. <laughs> and then uh, during the second half, I didn't really have any meetings. But I was just I was just laser focused into into this game, and it, I kind of just stopped everything I was doing. I was just like, "All right, this is this is a big moment." <laughs> and it was like it was a great game too. So uh, basically, it was one one. You know, De Bruyne got the equalizer with a good free kick, and then second goal came through after Fernandinho. Like volleyball uppercutted the ball. Dude, something, the- something about South Americans and using their hands for <laughs> outfield players using their hands for suspicious reasoning. Yeah, something about them. <laughs> I mean, it was a little sly, but I mean, he, VAR caught that, and then Willian slotted away the penalty. Who would have thought Willian would be the one who would give Liverpool the title win? But you know, after that six minute of added time too for the VAR. Uh, like check and everything and all the added time for that. It, it was kind of crazy. That was also like the 96 minute that it led Liverpool to finally winning the title. But, you know, after that final whistle blew, everyone just went off. You just go on Twitter. Everyone was just ecstatic. And all mm-hmm. the Man U fans I saw, like, Yush was just like, oh, no. And then we, <laughs> we have like a, a whole group chat with our friends. And then our Man U fans just like, just left. <laughs> just left the chat. It's like, all right, nah, we can't be here for this. But oh, it was man. it was a big occasion. A lot of my friends that aren't Liverpool fans even just, you know, gave me a text, congratulated the team for everything. And also it's like, all right, it's time. It's like, you now... It's like, what are you going to do? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you no longer walking meme anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I don't really even know how to react or, you know, feel about this because it's, it's, it's surreal. It's literally the first time in at least my lifetime that I get to say, hey, Liverpool were the best team in the Premier League. This is the first time they won the Premier League in the Premier League era. 
mm-hmm. and the first time they won the top division t- trophy or league league title in 30 years. So it's it's a very emotional moment for everyone. I'm I'm pretty sure across the globe. I, I was, it's a little it's a little sad that we can't you know be out there celebrating together all as you know like a team or as like a crowd and like a like a fan base but you know i i saw everyone just went to to social media and just went there and everyone's just going off it was it was crazy and you know i had friends telling me he's like all right now you can <laughs> like as i said i didn't really know how to react and they're like well if i were you I'd be the most arrogant <laughs> which, like, <laughs> title winner ever. Like, I, like our good friend Cho, who was on the podcast not too long ago, he, he was telling me, he's like, once Arsenal wins the title, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to be going off. I'm going to be the most arrogant fan ever. And it's like, that, now is your time to do that. Um, I guess so. But it's, it's you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of things to take in at once on just like a random Thursday. I know in the middle it's, of the it's, summer. Like who would have thought? Oddly enough, oddly enough, it's the day we record. I swear, every time we record a podcast, some big news happens in the Premier League. It <laughs> used to be somebody was getting sacked. Now people are winning titles on the day we record. <laughs> so Thursday is always a good omen, if I would say, if you were Premier League, uh, if you were the uh, Premier League as a whole. But <laughs> this is crazy Unless because. You're Uh, but this is crazy because next week they have to play City but City actually have to do a guard of honor for Liverpool which is crazy because I would say Liverpool lost the title last season against that you know that one of the best games I've ever seen one of the best Premier League games I've ever seen live uh, against City in the Etihad last season around I think January it was Mm -hmm. and that was the that was the game that kind of lost Liverpool the title because they kind of lost the momentum and City basically went on a big run to regain the points and you know get the first place title and finish in the first place but it's going to be weird seeing City give the guard of honor I know it's going to be bittersweet for Liverpool fans because it's kind of a haha like rub you in the face type of moment because you guys have been pushing City for two seasons now and finally you overcome them and you guys have done it in the Champions League and now you finally did in the Premier League but Raheem Sterling a former Liverpool player that jumped both to Manchester City to essentially I would say you know obviously he was getting paid bigger money but obviously to win titles at City he's won them there but ooh, that, that, that must be nice as a Liverpool fan to kind of uh, not rub it in his face but just show that hey if you would have stuck with the plan you know this could have been you work like you know doing it for your boyhood club <laughs> you know, I will have to say Sterling did get those few titles in the meanwhile while at City, but I, I don't know if it would be as as sweet as the feeling you would get being at Liverpool now winning it. Mm-hmm. But even then, I don't even know if Sterling being on the team would even have led to this kind of thing. It's it's kind of like the butterfly effect where it's yeah. all these little things had to go. Like Coutinho leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coutinho leaving, Sterling, like Suarez, everything. And then even, not even regarding Liverpool, but just other teams too, where Chelsea, they had to, like, like another listener, Sung Min, he, he sent me a text saying, it's like, man, if Chelsea didn't get rid of David Luiz, <laughs> they, they, Man City could have gotten two free goals if he was playing in this game. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> and if like Sari was still a manager, who would have known? Like it could have been just a, like a stalemate, you know, so... It it definitely is a butterfly effect. And I think uh, for Liverpool, it's kind of crazy because 
that season after they thought they were going to win it with Brendan Rodgers, they sold Suarez to Barcelona. It was basically Coutinho and Sterling on that team. I mean, you had other guys, but I mean, you got you just had like what Sacco, Skirtle, you know, yeah, I think Lovren was on the team. Lalana was there. <laughs> I know, I know Lalana's still on the team, but you know, you had Ricky Lambert and Daniel Sturridge was you know off and on again with injuries, and it just didn't look like. You know, Liverpool were really gonna. You couldn't really envision Liverpool winning a title, even winning a Champions League title in five or six years. But man, Brendan Rodgers leaves the club. Jurgen Klopp. There's actually a quote quote from Klopp when he took over as manager. He basically said in 2015 that, "Hey, in four years, I guarantee you we're gonna win win at least one title." Like I can tell you that. And wow, he's literally won the UEFA Super Cup, the World, the UEFA. What is it? Is it the is it called the, the World the Club? FIFA Club World Cup? Yeah, FIFA Club World Cup, the Champions League. Um, and the Premier League now, and he's been to the EFL Cup final, lost that. Um, he's been to another Champions League final, lost that. But my goodness, he's transformed Liverpool into a powerhouse in five seasons. What is it, like five or four seasons now? Mm-hmm. And I just remember, you know, in that 2016-17 season, his first full summer. I mean, we did a, uh, a throwback pod about that um, opening game against Arsenal. But, the, I mean, the players, he continuously... Um, brought in every summer. I mean, we were talking like Mane, Chamberlain, Salah, Fabinho, uh, you know, Robertson. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then Van Dijk in the winter transfer window. I mean, it was amazing seeing, even as a United fan, I can admire the transfer strategy and the, 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 the quality of players they just kept bringing into the squad each and every year. It was fascinating to see. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that started, you know, with Klopp like cheering on the cop the cop in when they got a 2-2 draw against West yes. Brom and just one of those yes. key moments that just kind of popped up today is like we went from that to literally now winning the Premier League. it's so come back against Barcelona dude, it's insane it's, it's even insane that I'm I'm still saying it I, I, I I'm just like <laughs> speechless at this point I after seeing Liverpool win that title today I've literally just sat in my chair for just like two hours just like I didn't I don't know what to do <laughs> just yeah. like what do I do what do I do it's it's just it's a, a surreal moment to just soak in and just kind of just take everything in just look at everything going on and like I, I was watching the interview with Jurgen Klopp yes. on NBC as well mm-hmm. to see how his reaction is, and also with the players. And he's just—he was just gone. He was just—he yeah, was crying, man. He was he crying. Was... He was, and Kenny Dalglish, he—he kind of just was comforting him and was like, "Hey, man, you—it's like although you weren't uh, like Jurgen Klopp was saying, like you know, I wasn't." Born in Liverpool or anything like that, but then like Douglas was saying, he's like you know you're you're pretty scouse to me, man. Wow, <laughs> so that was that was a big moment, and I was like, holy holy cow, <laughs> this is that's wild. Yeah, this is so much happening. Just everything, all these emotions from all these people just coming coming through at once at a time like this, and 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 also just like having this be such a big moment in just sports history too. Like after like seeing like a little montage pop up where it's like, this is the equivalent of seeing like the Cavs win the NBA championship, seeing um, I'm just like blanking, like the chiefs win the super bowl or like, yeah, just those long droughts. Yeah. And like the Chicago Cubs win the world series. It's just, mm-hmm. this is one of those long droughts that finally is coming to an end. And it's, 
it's something I, I I keep telling people. It's like, man, I just want to see Liverpool win one of each trophy in my lifetime. <laughs> and now getting closer. Yeah, and now you got what the FA Cup and EFL Cup now. They won the they- the EFL Cup in tw- or like what the equivalent of it, the Carling Cup in 2012, 2013, around there. Oh, okay. And then they won the FA Cup in 2006. But I mean, even then, now I'm like, well, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's done. I mean, they didn't win the Europa League yet, but I'm just like, it's Champions League. <laughs> it's like, let's be real. But right now, I was literally just, I'm like thinking, I'm like, all right, now I can just like, I can rest in peace, man. I can just, I can die. <laughs> I see it. I see it all now. I mean, if anything, now the only thing left on bucket list is just to go see them in person. But mm-hmm. to see them also win the trophies now, it's just. It's like a lot lifted off. And now, <laughs> yes, I don't know how how you feel as a United fan, but this is going to be a big time for Liverpool fans to at least finally have some spotlight into some, some gloating time. Some banter. <laughs> the banter time, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, as a United fan, it's a little, it's definitely a little disheartening, a little sad. Um, I posted a meme on the Premier Pod Twitter page about the uh, just Spider-Man, a lonely Spider-Man walking through a bunch of uh, crowd of destruction. And I just said, that's currently the mood of all United fans. And I think it is. I think it is. So I think um, obviously United and Liverpool are bitter rivals and it's a, it's a little complicated because like if there was a team to win it this year over city and Liverpool, I'd prefer, I, I would just say this, this is my preference. I prefer Liverpool win it over city just because I, just looking at it objectively, like I said before, I preferred the way they did it. They did it more organically in terms of slowly bringing in players. And, you know, when they brought in players, it was not, they were exactly world-class from the get-go. Sure, you had Salah, Fabinho, Alisson, and Van Dijk were great from the get-go. But, you know, players like Mane had to, you know, improve their game. Robertson had to grow into his mold. Trent Alexander-Arnold was an academy product. You know, you had... Jordan Henderson, who slowly started to grow more and more as a player under Klopp. I mean, Firmino started to become who he truly was as, you know, this playmaker, false number nine that can kind of do it all. These these players that grew into their roles and it wasn't like City where you just bought a Sergio Aguero, Kevin De Bruyne, you know, Amir Laporte. These all these big flashy name player guys and just stuck them into a team. And of course they were going to win because they were already world class. But I really did enjoy seeing the growth of Liverpool. And honestly, as a United fan, it did scare me. Even when we had our best season under Jose two seasons ago when they finished in second place, I was honestly pretty scared and I was kind of jealous of the growth Liverpool were doing because, I mean, I could honestly tell you that, yeah, they were going to surpass United because the way United were going, it was not sustainable because Jose was already creating arguments. The football wasn't very fun to watch. It was kind of boring. He was, you know, picking fights with players. A lot of players weren't growing under him. It was kind of, you know, they would kind of randomly win games just by fighting it out. And then you saw Liverpool winning 4-1, 3-1, 3-2, 2-0, but they were doing it in a way that was much more sustainable and more enjoyable to watch. And from there, I just knew that this Liverpool team were going to be something really dangerous and really fun to watch. But my gosh, they've like totally blown everyone out of the waters in terms of how good they are. My only concern is, is now that they finally have the Premier League, they have to figure out a way to keep this going and not let this um, 
slip up. You know, they have to find ways to bring in more players in the summer transfer window, ship some guys out, and just keep the squad motivated. I, I think Klopp can do that, but it's all about will he be given the resources and the funds to be able to get certain players just to keep the motivation and the competition growing in the squad. Yeah, that's always now the thought. It's how mm-hmm. how long can we sustain this? Can this be a dynasty? Uh, yeah, I know. They were saying that this could be a dynasty. And I know it, it definitely has the makings of it, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy that Klopp has kept this intensity and this drive and all the players for these past few seasons, despite everything that they've come across, all those, you know, second place finishes, all those final cup losses and our cup final losses and just powering through all that and to get to where we are now so it's it's now a whole different kind of scenario that they have to go through and it mm-hmm. won't be easy to sustain obviously because everyone's just gonna be targeting them and going to be you know going through all that but i mean they kind of set their their own standards now like they know, really it, set it's so, so many records this season like literally we have like a list just right right here it's just you know Liverpool with the best start ever this season 61 yes. points after 21 games that's insane Jeez. that's only two that's points career drop. mode numbers it's <laughs> FIFA career mode that's numbers FIFA career mode if you played on semi pro or like amateur <laughs> it's like it's, it's crazy and then they have the most points won in the past year, over 38 matches. So yeah, they, I mean, they, they didn't lose a home game for, what, two seasons? Yeah, Something two like seasons. That. It, was, it was crazy. Yeah, and they also had the biggest lead at one point. They had a 25-point lead Jeez. at one point of the season. And they had the oh most home wins in a row. <laughs> so and they, and they won the league the fastest, too, with seven games left to play. Yes. Incredible. And there's still other records they can they can break the season from winning the most home games in one season. So they can possibly win all 19 games at home. Jeez. And they're still on track to do that. And the record right now is 18 home wins. But, you know, that's there's at this point, it's it's looking good. It's looking good. And then most victories in a season, they're not too far away. They're at 28 wins right now. And the record's 32. So that wow. is they're they're getting there and then also most away wins in a season. So I believe the record is 16 which is pretty insane but they're now at 12 wins. <laughs> so 12 <laughs> wins out of 15. Wow. And so they can possibly match that. Yeah. And then most points in a season. So they just need to get to the century mark, which is a hundred, mm-hmm. and then they'll break that record. And then also, finally, the last target they can break is winning by the biggest margin. So the biggest margin before it was Man City in the 2017-2018 season by 19 points, and currently Liverpool are 23 points ahead of Man City yeah. as of right now. So as long as Liverpool keep the train going and also Man City remain somewhat inconsistent for the rest of the season too, then that record will for sure be mm-hmm. broken. So there's a lot going yeah. into this Liverpool side. Like this is a not only is a history for Liverpool finally winning after 30 years, but also just the the way Liverpool won, just like mm-hmm. the amount of 
just sheer class and just like pedigree like this team yep. has <laughs> it's, it's cr- they're literally setting all the records i i know i you were listening to them out and i was just like wow they're probably gonna break like every single record if possible and i think it's also <laughs> it's pretty crazy because um you know i when Klopp was at dortmund there was the problem he had where a lot of his big name players were getting poached by Bayern Munich. I mean, obviously Mario Götze left before their champ or announced that he will be leaving before their Champions League final against Bayern Munich. Robert Lewandowski lives on leaves on a free contract um, to Bayern Munich, um, and you had a couple other players that would just leave in and out because you know Bayern Munich was no matter how good Dortmund got, Bayern Munich was always the big boy, but. Now that Klopp is at Liverpool, I mean, sure, you have Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, blah, blah, blah. But all those clubs are historic. And Liverpool is also very historic, very big club. So there's not really an incentive for a lot of Liverpool's big players to kind of jump ship to another Premier League club because they're essentially greater or at the same historic level. I mean, the only clubs I would even think or that could sway any of these players is maybe a Real Madrid or Barcelona. but. If I was those players like Amane, Salah, Van Dyke, Alisson, I mean, I don't really think I would want to leave Liverpool right now just because you are pretty much on this train for greatness. I mean, you could be challenging those Pep Guardiola teams with Lino Messi, um, Xavi, and Iniesta, like that 10, 2010, 2011, 2012 Barca teams. You know, he it could be on the breaking point of challenging those those teams in terms of how great they are. But wow, I must say that way Klopp has entered him as cemented himself in terms of being one of the best managers in the world is incredible because for the longest time it was always Jose and Pep those are the top two and then Zidane kind of came in um and you know they he kind of came in and shook it up a little bit but man Klopp at what he's done is Liverpool I think has propelled him I think to number one manager in Europe over Pep Guardiola over Jose over Zidane the the rebuilding job everything he had to deal with he had to do uh, for me he's number one manager in Europe right now I agree. And it's full bias as a Liverpool fan, but I was just, <laughs> I, I hope he doesn't leave. <laughs> just, Do you think he could? Uh, I mean, I don't know where he'd want to go at this point. It's just like everything right here is just so good. Mm-hmm. Unless he wants to just leave on a high, but I don't see that happening. He just signed that new, t- that new deal this past year to extend his time at Liverpool. So I, I feel like this could be, as a lot of people are saying, potentially a dynasty where if he could stay here for a long time, you know, like a Sir Alex Ferguson or Arsene Wenger kind of situation, I'd be very welcome to for that kind of idea. <laughs> and just hopefully he can stay here as long as he can because just everything's just everything he's done has just been in the right the right foot forward. And it's just I don't see anyone else that can come in and really take over for that. And I think now it's it's not even a debate of you know what's what's to come next like what's after this it's like we we made it i think it's more now just time to really just think about celebrating what we've done and then you know we'll think about <laughs> what's what's next later but for now it's just kind of celebrating the moment and everything this team has accomplished today mm-hmm. because it's it's been a lot of time like work in the making and also before before i forget uh I'm gonna thank the uh, the Chelsea players, <laughs> Christian Pulisic and <laughs> William. Yes, Christian Pulisic. That 
the man. I was like, of all people, I was like, dude, he's making America proud. <laughs> dude, and it, it's crazy because Klopp, he was actually under Klopp's wing at Dortmund when Klopp was still at Dortmund. He was the one of the first managers he had at Dortmund. So it's pretty crazy that the student and master, um, the student ends up helping out the master in a big way a couple mm-hmm. years down the line. And Chelsea always seems to be the team that I know they always win a wrench. the title for some other team. I know. Like I just like watching this game it just gave me just flashbacks Lester to the, yeah to the Leicester game, and, and they had to play Tottenham too, who were uh, you know ironically in second place at the time, trying to challenge for first place Leicester, and what were Man City second place challenging for, um, trying to hold off or trying to get the close the gap a little bit. But I thought that was kind of ironic, right there. Yeah. And although Man City weren't as aggressive <laughs> and getting <laughs> nine yellow cards during this game, I think the writing was more on the wall and, you know, they knew it was going to eventually happen. But it was somewhat graceful <laughs> this fall. Like they, it was just kind of built up throughout the game, too. It was like, man, it's just it's the end for like this is the last few minutes of City being champions. I was like, dang, <laughs> I know I just went in. <laughs> and it's It's crazy because they... Um, ultimately what was their downfall this season was what is the thing that made them so potent for the two seasons they wanted. I mean, their flair, their attacking football, the lack of, um, I would say the lack of attention on the defensive end this season, all of that has caught up to them because injuries to Laporte, um, Mendy being out of the, in and out of the sides, no consistent back four, Aderson kind of being a little iffy and a little shaky at times. I mean, that's essentially what's cost them so many games is they, their defense has just been horrible. And for Man City, you know, considering we still don't know whether their Champions League ban is going to be actually be given in effect, like actually going to be given or if it's going to be rescinded. I mean, Pep Guardiola's job future is kind of up in the air a little bit. So, I mean, City, for as much as we praised them for the past two seasons, they they definitely have a lot of questions to answer. And I must say this, for Chelsea, they actually look pretty scary and pretty good. And going into next year, especially if you add Ziyech and Timo Werner to that side, um, I don't know, man. Chelsea look like they... I don't think they could be title contenders next season, but Arlo White and I believe Graham Lasso were talking about this in the broadcast. You have a Chelsea side that are adding those two players and are looking much brighter and better than they did in the start of the season. Manchester United, um, if they can keep Paul Pogba, have Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba, Martial, Rashford, those young players and looking to add players in the summer transfer window, you have... You know Tottenham under Jose. You know, you know he's always going to be a threat at some point. Um, so they are basically saying that you know, watch out. There could be a legit, a legitimate title race next year, and I'm l- looking forward to it because, as much as as it's cool to see Liverpool kind of blow away, I think we all want to see you know that back and forth you know title race with four contenders. But that's just something to throw out there, a little mm-hmm. fun scenario. And that's what makes the Premier League so special. It's like in the past eight years, I believe it was around five different title winners. Winners, I know. Unlike you know some of the other bigger <laughs> European leagues, this maybe like Liga. two, <laughs> <laughs> or just one in some in some cases in that same time frame. Mm-hmm. But that's what kind of makes the Premier League so special. And like you, you never even know. Maybe something crazy happens where like, like Leicester, Leicester wins. Yeah, but I don't see that happening. I think Liverpool will still be. A, a slight tier above the other teams, depending on how the transfer window goes and things like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, of course, that's a whole other discussion, a whole other episode on the pod. It's just now it's just a time to go off, just just celebrate today because 
Like literally, it's <laughs> I don't know how to take this in. It's just it's how how, how am I even going to work tomorrow, man? I'm just going to be <laughs> going to be celebrating like PTO. Take yeah, a- just take PTO. It's like why? It's like what? It's like is this emergency? It's like Liverpool on the titles. Like what's that mean? It's like <laughs> <laughs> like trust me, this is this is a big moment in my life, <laughs> man. It, it it's honestly pretty crazy because I I don't. Uh, I've known Tyler obviously for four years now. And when I first met him, I mean, Liverpool were not doing that good. And they were kind of just, you know, kind of like the walking meme, I would say, of the Premier League. People would always just say, they would always just bring up the Gerard, let the title slip meme. And it was just a constant um, barrage that Tyler had to deal with um, in terms of being a Liverpool supporter. And then, wow, it's just been such a turnaround since then. Yeah. I it's pretty It's pretty fascinating looking back at that time and considering how much of an improvement Liverpool have made throughout the years. There's so many lows, so many lows <laughs> we had to go through. I mean, it's, it's different kind of lows in that it was just so tantalizing to get so many opportunities to win something. And then just it slips at the last minute. And, you know, it's, it's a lot different from, say, like another kind of side where maybe it'd be like a lead side where they are relegated and you know it's that's a whole different kind of like depression to go through but <laughs> in terms of this kind of depression with Liverpool like that's that's kind of how it is it's just you know Liverpool gets close but they just don't win any trophies but then now it's just now that's just changed now they're mm-hmm. finally a trophy winning side and it's just so weird to say that and there's like going to be people that are going to be bandwagoning onto the team people just wearing the jersey now I'm not that, for it I'm yeah, not that, for it I'm not <laughs> for it it's that's that's going to be our team now it's it's just oh man <laughs> and Jeez, that's crazy is, that, that's going to be crazy because we're so used to seeing random Chelsea fans and City yeah. fans and whatever fans um but yeah, I, it's crazy. You guys are going to be the bandwagon team now. Everybody's going to pick you in FIFA. <laughs> if they're not already doing that now, it's Jeez. it's it's surreal. I I don't know how to really think about it. It's from yeah, it, from me. I can't represent all Liverpool fans. Obviously, I'm pretty sure there's pretty there's some Liverpool fans going off now, just partying still with like I know, everyone I, they know. Like I even saw. Um, on social media, like Robertson, Van Dyke, Chamberlain. I know. I was going to say all the Liverpool squad, it seems like they all met up, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Don't know how safe that was, but it was pretty cool <laughs> that they were all able to celebrate the moment together um, because it kind of gave me those Leicester vibes of just, you know, all waiting behind the TV and just going crazy and, you know, absolutely nuts when the uh, when the final whistle blew. It, even as a United fan, I was like, that's that was pretty cool. It put a smile on my face. That was pretty cool scenes to see. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I was just like, oh, they knew. They knew. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were preparing for it. And then I know they had a couple beers going and everything. I'm like, yeah, they they definitely knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't have their game till next week. So they can just party on. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're still on the train, obviously, because it's gonna be a big game next week to face City, but it's just for now, it's just a lot to celebrate. I know. Um, it, it was pretty cool. And I. it was a little concerning. I know on the broadcast, they were saying that outside the Anfield Stadium, there are so there were so many Liverpool fans that just packed in and just after the ga- the final whistle blew and they were confirmed champions, a lot of Liverpool fans in the area just kind of went to the stadium and were standing around blowing fireworks and cheering and everything. Obviously, there is still, you know, social distancing going on, but they were saying that 
Um, in Liverpool, obviously, Tyler and I have never been to Liverpool, but Tyler can probably speak about this more. But they were saying that at Liverpool, you know, that the football club is kind of it was, it's the heart of the city. You know, it means so much to the to the fans there that, you know, it's so connected even during this pandemic and everything. You know, you see Klopp and the players always showing affection to the fans and always clapping to them and always, you know, thanking them for the support. So they said that. Um, for them, it it, de- it definitely means more than just a football club. It's definitely a way of life there for Liverpool, for the Liverpool supporters. So um, obviously I want everyone to stay safe, but, you know, they have to enjoy the moment when it comes because obviously they've waited 30 years for this. So it doesn't come around every time in their lifetime. So enjoy it where you can. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to kind of go on from what Yosh was kind of mentioning, but yeah, it's going to be a time where, you know, everyone... Wear your masks. <laughs> Display everything. <laughs> I already saw some videos of what Liverpool looks like right now. It's just like a mosh pit. Which Dude, is imagine not if you're an Everton fan right now. Dude, oh my an God. Everton fan. I mean, I already seen some on <laughs> Twitter just be like, all right, um, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, when is it safe it. to leave the house? <laughs> it's probably next year. <laughs> or I guess when you know this this is over. But right now, you know. For Liverpool, I know, like the the city of Liverpool, it's basically like a lifestyle, just football and the club. It's something that, you know, people around here and at least where we live in Georgia, like we're not going to be able to kind of really connect with what that really means and like how much this really means to the people of the city. Mm -hmm. But for... For them, I'm pretty sure it's something where it can like literally change lives. It can literally change like the perspective of like the people there in terms of just positivity and just getting through these kind of tough times. And it sounds a little over dramatic, but I think that they you know, football really does mean this much to some people. And, mm-hmm. and not even some, but just like a lot of people. Yeah. So like seeing this, it's just it could literally get people going into just a whole different kind of emotion and, and just I, really kind of feel. I, I agree. And I think, um, I, cause I saw a bunch of little kids, like parents with their little child, like children, um, in the crowd at uh, outside Anfield. And I was just thinking like, wow, these kids are literally going to grow up thinking that Liverpool can achieve and do anything because they're literally watching them get champions league, premier league titles compared to maybe their parents who grew up, basically dreading the worst because they're like, wow, every time we seem to be getting somewhere, something bad happens. But it's like you said, it's going to be a total shift of mentality and, you know, optimism because now they are growing up in an era. I would say Manchester United, if you were a Manchester United fan 20 years ago, you grew up in an era where you thought anything was possible. And now if you're a child rooting, you know, cheering for Manchester United, you you know, your views have shifted a little bit because it's obviously you're not seeing it on the field. So it's definitely going to be really cool to see the optimism and stuff that, you know, these Liverpool fans kind of deserve after all these years of suffering. <laughs> after all these years of suffering. Not it's, winning the title. Not yeah. winning the title, obviously. If if you were to equate this to, I guess, something more close to home, it's kind of like being an, an Atlanta Falcon and UGA fan. Yes. In the past few decades, it's just just nothing but disappointment. Misery. It's just misery. <laughs> it's and just I would getting say, close. And, and just, you, you, br- you bring that up. And I think like uh, when Atlanta United finally won the MLS Cup, it was, you know, the whole city of Atlanta was so relieved because it was a big weight lifted off the shoulder of Atlanta because for the longest time, Atlanta went on a 
basically a title drought where they haven't won any Atlanta Atlanta professional franchise hasn't won a a actual title since 96 when the Braves won it. So it was literally from 96 to what 2018 mm-hmm. that gap and then Atlanta United finally won the MLS Cup. So sort of equivalent equivalent to uh, Liverpool where it's you know when you have a team that finally wins something it's so it means so much to the city and to the people. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little different for Atlanta since we have multiple sports teams but mm-hmm. even then it's like that's I guess yeah the closest we would have in in kind of just the relief for the people and just lifting that curse that mm-hmm. Atlanta curse that kind of burden on their shoulders that you know will this team be the team to you know finally free Atlanta of that and for Liverpool now this is finally that team that's freed Liverpool club from finally getting over that hump of winning a title and now hopefully they don't have as much on their shoulders to burden as they go through the rest of you know the next few years and they keep playing as freely as they have this season and it's, it's really gonna be interesting to see how they are now it's just uh, it's it's gonna be a whole different kind of perspective on Liverpool now because you know it's always been the story of can they is this year finally the year is this finally when they do it and then now it's like that's come to an end mm-hmm. so now it's just a whole new story it's like where do we go from here it's we don't know only <laughs> only up at this point only <laughs> up it, or just plateau at where we're at and just <laughs> which is still fine with me because basically it's just like we're winning everything mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean Matt. It's it's a little. I don't even know what to think about it. It's just I I I'm not prepared for this kind of moment. <laughs> <laughs> Very off the cuff. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's crazy because um I know we keep going back at it, but I felt like for the longest time this whole season we all kind of pretty much if you were any Premier League fan you kind of accepted it. I believe by October or November that Liverpool were going to win this title because they were just so much better than everyone else. Um. And they had such a big lead over everyone. But, you know, we kept saying it. But now that it's finally here, it's just, you know, what Tyler said, even as an out, not even a supporter of the club, it's just like, wow, they actually did it. And it's actually real. Like it's now, you know, it's no formality. You know, it's it actually happened. You know, it's in the record books. Mm -hmm. You can't take that away. So and especially given that it was a pandemic and everyone was talking about, oh, there could be cancellation of the league. This title doesn't really mean anything. You know, everyone had to take a break. Like you can't really give this to Liverpool. No, they they actually did it. It's in the record books. No asterisk or anything. They won it in the middle of a pandemic. So congrats to Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Yash. There you Um, go. And also from, I guess, us too, this is congrats to all Liverpool for everything that is accomplished from the players, the staff, and of course the fans now, like the 12th man, as you know, you like to say, this is the time to really soak it all in, just kind of enjoy the moment. And, Oh, <laughs> it's just, I don't, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just like, this is, this is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's good feels. It's good feels. Um, but I must ask before we, I guess before we send off, what, how are you celebrating, Tyler? How will we be celebrating tonight? And also, how will you be celebrating this weekend to capture um, this glorious moment in Liverpool history? <laughs> I don't have anything big planned, if I'm being completely honest. But, you know, and also being real in the real world right now, I still have to work. I still got some deadlines I got to meet. But maybe I'll wear some 
I'm, I'll wear those jerseys to work, uh, work from home, obviously, but um, maybe that'll be at least a little small way I can celebrate, but hopefully I can you know, get some friends going and we can celebrate virtually or, you know, do something big or plan something big to mm-hmm. celebrate all this, but you know, we'll see. Cause it's like, so this is not something that we were all planning for ahead of time. This is something that's like, we knew it was eventually coming. It's like, Oh, it, it happened. <laughs> it's like, Oh, here we go. Yes. Sweet. Um, I'm definitely going to be in my bed crying to sleep, <laughs> but that is that is me. I don't know if anyone else wants to join me. If you are any Manchester United fans or any other big six club fans, um, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of tears left to cry in this room, <laughs> but um, it was it's definitely been I know it's not the end of the season, but it's definitely been a really cool season to watch. I think we can all say Liverpool. I, I will say this. Liverpool definitely have deserved it from day one. They were blown everyone out, out of the water. I mean, they've been fantastic with their resilience and the the match, you know, the match winning, the the, the play of their the play of the game. I mean, it's I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, they were the best team in the in England this season. Best team by far. Not even close. You've been giving Liverpool so much, so many songs and phrases, like more, at least cohesive <laughs> phrase than I have been saying in the past like 40 minutes. But, you know, thank you, Yash, also to, uh, you know, kind of go through this as Yash mentioned. And, you know, although we're big rivals in terms of uh, the, the teams we support and the clubs we support, you know, at least this is like one of those moments where you got to respect your your rival for everything that's going mm-hmm. on and like that's how we do so as mad props <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um like we said we had a we bit had a bit of an outline but it kind of got thrown out the window we're hopefully going to be able to talk about some of those things um on next week's podcast um obviously with these with this news this definitely trumped over um anything we were planning on talking about but yeah that kind of wraps up season three episode 78 for us i know it was a bit off the cuff on our on our end we definitely Honestly, if you checked our outline, literally had nothing that we talked about written on this outline. It was absolutely <laughs> just, off the cuff, like just talking about pure emotion. And honestly, that's that's why we do it. That's why we have the podcast, because that is soccer for us. Um, just pure emotion. I honestly wish there was fans in this game. It would have been it's it would have made it so much more cooler, but you know, you had to work with the times we have. But you know, we played off the emotion of the moment. I know Tyler was super happy and I, you know. Definitely wanted to showcase that out to you guys. Tyler's a huge, passionate Liverpool fan. Um, been one for years. So, you know, kudos to Liverpool. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please rate, comment, subscribe. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Premier Pod. Also follow us, our, follow us on our YouTube page at The Premier Pod. We want to hear what you guys have to say. And yeah, thank you guys so much. Peace. To all the Liverpool fans, you'll never <laughs> walk alone. Peace.